guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So this week, we get an opportunity to focus a little bit more on the tabernacle and what it means to make sacrifices. And so between last week's Come Follow Me and this week's Come Follow Me, they have a little section called Thoughts to Keep in Mind. And these are great little sections, and I hope you get a chance to read them. But there's one this last week that was called The Tabernacle and Sacrifice. And I just want to share something with you here that I think you'll appreciate. It says, as we read the Old Testament, we sometimes find long passages about things that were clearly important to the Lord, but may not feel immediately relevant to us today. You see that a lot in the Old Testament. Exodus 25 to 30, 35 to 40, and then Leviticus 1 through 9 and 16 to 17 are examples of that. These chapters describe in detail Israel's tabernacle in the wilderness and animal sacrifices to be performed there. The tabernacle was a portable temple, the Lord's dwelling place among his people. Our modern temples share similarities with Israel's tabernacle, but they certainly don't match its description in Exodus. We don't kill animals in our temples. The Savior's atonement ended animal sacrifice over 2,000 years ago. Yet despite these differences, there's great value today in reading about ancient Israel's forms of worship, especially if we see them in the way God's people in the Book of Mormon did as a way to strengthen their faith in Christ. When we understand the symbolism of the tabernacle and animal sacrifice, we can gain spiritual insights that will also strengthen our faith in Christ. So let me pull up a picture of what probably the tabernacle looked like here. And you can see it it stretches out here and there's a lot of symbolism here. So what you could do, so this last week we didn't really cover this too much, but the Lord wanted the children of Israel to build this tabernacle. And so he gives them specific instructions. Uh, in fact, you look here, he asked them to build an ark, put a table of shoe bread, a candlestick. He creates a holy place and there's a veil there as well. And then you've got the most holy place. And then you've got the outer courtyard, the altar of incense, the altar of sacrifice. And then you've got a laver right out there, which is more of a basin to wash in. So when you really look at the symbolism here and everything is richly symbolic in the tabernacle, you've got the ark, which is the ark of the covenant, which represents those covenants with God. This table of shoe bread, it's bread that that recalls the deliverance of Israel. It's about the atonement. You got the candlestick, which is the light that represents the Holy Ghost. You've got a holy place, which is the terrestrial kingdom. You have got the veil, which represents the veil. And then you got the most holy place, which is celestial. The outer courtyard, which is telestial. The altar of incense is prayer. We'll talk more about that later this week. And then the altar of sacrifice, which represents atonement. And you got the labor that represents baptism. So as you're going through this whole process, you're seeing how the Lord is trying to teach the children of Israel about the plan of salvation as he's going through this. Well, as you're building this tabernacle, and, it, and it's kind of cool, we actually have where I live, there is a traveling tabernacle that is going around that some members of the church have put together. And it's kind of cool. The youth in our area have been given an opportunity to be able to learn more about it. So as I'm teaching this in my classes, I'm finding the youth are teaching me more about this tabernacle. Uh, so I wanted to focus on really what it takes to build because you go back to those chapters 25 to 30, that's where the Lord is like, okay, here's how you do it. And then that 35 to 40 for this week is more of a now, now that you've got this here, here's what this means. So I want to focus on some principles here that I think will help us as we are striving to build 
tabernacles in our own lives. So you pull up this list right here. There's just a few principles like chapter 35 of Exodus verse number two, where it says six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day, there shall be to you an holy day, a Sabbath of rest for the Lord. And so the opportunity when you're trying to build a good life, when you're trying to build uh, a life to the Lord, a holy life, that Sabbath day is essential. We talked a lot about that last week, so I'm not going to beat that to death. But the idea there is you keep the Sabbath day holy, and that's going to help you build a better life. You go to chapter 35, verses 5 and 29. There's a similar principle here. It says, Take from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it, an offering to the Lord, gold, silver, and brass. You go down to verse 29. The children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord, every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all manner of work, which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. And so you've got to have a willing heart. There's an importance. So the Lord talks constantly about the importance of the willing heart. The heart and the mind is what he wants from us. Well, chapter 35, verse 10, every wise-hearted among you. It talks about that a lot in these chapters. Wise-hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded. And verse 35 as well says, them he hath filled with a wisdom of heart to work all manner of work. Now in the footnote there, you click on it and it says talents. So the Lord has given each one of us talents to be able to build these tabernacles in our lives, to be able to help grow and strengthen ourselves. So you got these talents that the Lord has given us and we use those to build up the kingdom. And then you hop over to chapter 39, verse number 43. And it says, Moses did look upon all of the work. So this is after they've finished this tabernacle. And behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded even so had they done it and Moses blessed them. He's just like, guys, this is awesome. You did so well. When you take the time to build a life to the Lord, you will be able to receive that goodness as he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well, when you're building a life to the Lord, it is a lot of work. Is it worth it? The answer is absolutely. You go over to chapter 40, verses 34 to 38, I really think are very instructive for you and I as we're trying to build our own tabernacles. Uh, it says, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. When the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. That's a cool statement. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. You know, as I'm thinking about that, you think about the hymn Redeemer of Israel, where it talks about a shadow by day and a pillar by night. That's what the Lord is to them. So as you and I take the time to build this tabernacle and we build it to the Lord. And when I'm talking tabernacles, I'm not talking about the physical temples out there, but we have been asked to build ourselves. So when we do that, the Lord will be there and he will help us through that process. Anyway, just a cool little principle there is the children of Israel have been asked to build this tabernacle and there's some great symbolism there. There's a very cool video on the Come Follow Me for this week that shows you all that symbolism, but ultimately it is to get you and I closer to God as we build our daily tabernacles.
If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.